Hi, it's Robin McMahon here. I'm the host of Parenting Our Future. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to thank you so much for being here. I also want you to know that I'm a former angry mom. I used to yell and rage and threaten and punish my kids because I wasn't getting the cooperation or the behavior that I felt I should be getting. And I struggled for many years, not knowing how to change or knowing what to do differently. It wasn't until I found the world of peaceful parenting that I learned why my kids acted the way they did and also why I was so angry and triggered. I was able to heal my anger and leave my triggers behind so that I could focus on being the calm and confident parent I always expected myself to be. I can tell you that feeling connected to your kids is the best feeling in the world. My two boys are teenagers now, and we have a strong relationship that is rooted in deep connection. And where there is connection, there's cooperation. Parenting is the most important job we do, but it's the hardest job we do. And we do it without understanding the fundamentals of the way our kids grow and develop. We do it without knowing the way their brains work or what their behavior is actually really telling us. So it's no wonder it's so hard. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, this is harder than I thought it would be. And that's where I come in. I can help you and I can support you so that you can have the cooperation and enjoy being a parent. You can book a free call with me on my website, parentingforconnection.com. And if you want to download my free guide, how to turn a no into cooperation, go to triggerfreeparents.com. I really hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. It's Robin here. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Our Future. And listen, this is a serious episode. All of the episodes I bring you are important and have information that I know that you need as parents. And we are talking again about keeping kids safe online. In fact, I am talking to somebody who I am so honored to have on the show. It's Tanya Haig. And she is the co-founder of Parents Against Child Sex Abuse, PAXA. She is passionate and an advocate for protecting children from harm. And she has identified a need to elevate parents' voices addressing child protection. After five years taking on one of the toughest epidemics in impacting children, which is absolutely true, Tanya has disrupted the child protection space in launching the hashtag kids to movement in November, 2021. Beyond the hashtag kids to builds on child sex abuse, online safety and child poverty. Tanya's commitment to this work, work reflects her tenacity in creating solutions for these areas. Tanya, thank you so much for being here. I am so, I'm so honored to talk to you about your work and for you to help us make more sense of this online space. Robin, thank you so much for having me and for you to be creating this platform to have really important parenting conversations. So I can't wait to dig in. Oh, well, thank you. And so let's kind of dive right in. You know, I want to say I've talked about this before. I have a couple of other episodes, one with Dr. Lisa Stroman, one with, um, Kristen Jessen and uh, Kristen Jessen is coming back again. Uh, she's from defend young minds. And, you know, I just don't think this gets old. Like, you know, it is, it is this landscape that we just don't really understand what we're up against. And so 
what do you see in the work that you're doing? What is the biggest issue facing parents? Is it gaming? Is it social media? Is it other sites? Like what is, and is it different for boys than girls? So so can we kind of just start there? What's the biggest issue facing parents? Where is it all coming from? So as it relates to online safety, Mm -hmm. I would say that there isn't, it's all of it. It's in the challenge of corralling all the different tentacles around technology platforms. Mm. And it starts with on-device use that gets access to a range of apps. And in those apps alone, bring a range of experiences. And they're all at a different life stage of maybe having some parameters or parental controls to protect our children. So it's, I would say the, the challenge for parenting and parents in, in general, from what I hear, it's not necessarily the gaming versus the social, it's the corralling and knowing how to navigate and set up our kids for success and keep them young and having fun instead of stressing them out and putting them in danger. With all of it. All of it. With Nobody wants to hear that. I don't want to hear that. It's, it's so Nobody wants to hear it. Exactly. But it's the truth. It is absolutely the truth. But our role, we all have a role to play. You know, um, Parents Against Child Sex Abuse and the Kids to Movement, we're not out here on our own. We work alongside other nonprofits and within a coalition that's trying to tackle these problems. So there are some nonprofits that might focus on being anti-pornography. There are Mm. some that have um, an overlay of, they have their own rating system. Um, sometimes there's just like even so many tools for parents that that in and of itself is overwhelming about where to go look, what yeah. fits for you. So there's a plethora of information. There are a lot of organizations putting energy behind it. Um, what differentiates PACSA and kids too is that we're putting the parent lens first. We're about the parent. We're representing the parent, whether the way that we communicate, how we craft the materials or represent the, you know, parent, the parent nation or parenthood to senators or to lawmakers. Uh, So we really lean into connecting with parents like you and others in your audience to have this kind of real talk in a way that could maybe bring um, some respite or connection around the topic, because there are little ways that we'll probably get into later that can maybe start blocking and tackling um, because we can't be perfect. It's a full-time job to manage technology. That's what people go into their careers. We're parents. We struggle multiple things. Well, and sometimes, you know, I'm thinking of of a client that I work with. Sometimes it's out of our hands. They have a situation where the school provides uh, Chromebooks and they are required to bring them home. But as soon as they bring them home, and this is from her, not me, I'm not so technologically savvy, but all of the blocks and firewalls or what have you disappear when they bring it home and they go on the home Wi-Fi. So if they are supposed to use it, it's supposed to bring it home, they actually have way more access at home. Of course, my answer is to say, take it away, you know, do homework at school if you need to, like find another way because 
uh, this particular child does go to sites that are bad uh, for her mm. and uh, has impacted her. So, you know, here you are trying to do your best as a parent. And then it's like, oh, now I've got now sort of like the enemy, if you will, using air quotes, you know, is is now in my home and I don't seem to have a choice. I also said, tell the school you're not bringing it home you know, like don't you know, push back a little bit. Right. Um, okay. So, so I want to ask you this question and I don't know if you can answer it. Maybe you can, I don't know, but who are the biggest offenders? Is it everybody? <laughs> you know, like you said, it's everywhere, but are there, are there bigger offenders? Are there worse apps than others? Well, I would say that they all have a role to play in protecting children. And at least here in the US, you know, we've had a lot of breakthrough around this topic because there hasn't been enough to police social media technology platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and beyond. The ones that you've seen that maybe have uh, more safeguards, but still are a danger zone are companies like Facebook who also own Instagram. So it kind of goes with the, the, the maturity of the business cycle of the app or the platform. So right. Facebook's been around for a long time. They're trying to keep their users young. They want to be competitive. They acquire Instagram. Kids love visuals. They want to be on Instagram. Mm. Um, some of the newer ones that I call like a little bit more rogue, wild, wild west are like TikTok. They make it look like it's fun. It, it got very popular through the pandemic. There are some loopholes there um, with algorithms and getting back to content. But unfortunately, the foundation of a lot of these platforms, Robin, especially social media, we can get to gaming and chat apps is in YouTube, for example, I always like to use YouTube as an example, because if you remember, Robin, YouTube means you are the creator. Individuals are uploading content. And a lot of the materials that are coming up online or on, on these platforms are from the creators themselves. So the part that makes me the most sad that makes it even more dangerous for children, which I know is going to take us to this other rabbit hole and path, but it's very important is that kids are, are uploading their own content that some predators are finding very appealing, oh. but the kids think they're just being innocent. You know, whether they're doing the splits for gymnastics, dance routines, whatever it is, um, it's fodder for folks who don't have the best intention for our children. And they're just using these platforms. The kids are just hopping on. Um, the parents aren't checking the age ratings. They think it's all fun, but really it's exposing kids exponentially. So I would say that there are some ones that one, the hot one right now that is in the danger zone is discord. Mm -hmm. Discord has a range of features, open chat, everything, just think of it as open, not very many parameters, not very many, very many controls, voice activated okay. chat. It is the wild, wild west. It's like those websites where you can just get on and, and the way they promote it is like, oh, we're just meet some fun people and start connecting and start chatting. It's not so cute or charming when it's a kid and you don't know who is on the other side of that screen. And your kids don't have the maturity to process those conversations or things that start getting stuck in, like you said at the beginning. Right. Kids don't know how to process that. It's a grown up no. manipula. The grown ups are manipulating that interaction, whether it's through comments, through chat, you name it. So yeah. there's a lot to look out for. But well, we can start honing in as we talk 
about yeah. giving some parents respite. But yeah. what I want to say really quick, Robin, yeah. about your comment about your client, about a child having you know issues with the iPad. Bottom line, parents, you are in charge. Empower yourself to make those calls. Some kids get on an app too early. They're kind of scared. Maybe a few years later, they might be more prepared to handle Minecraft or Roblox. Like that, that maturity of the kid and that evolution. So um, working with the kids, so the game's still fun. But when it's not fun, my policy is if it's not fun, to start stressing out the kid and giving the child anxiety, that's when it's time to pull it back and have a conversation with your kid that he or she might not be ready yet or can't handle some of this interaction and point out to them how it's stressing them out or how it's manifesting in their behavior. Yeah. But starting with less is more. And then as they might be able to prove themselves or it's not giving them anxiety or they're not as anxious, uh, that's how they earn the opportunity to get more access to more games, a little more screen time, but reel it back as soon as you're seeing something that is not working. You know what? I think that's so true. And I think it starts at the very beginning. First and foremost, you give your child a device, access to the internet. They have access to predators. Predators have access to them. They have access to pornography, period. End of story, right? You are offering your child up in, in a sense. And I know that's, you know, that's a harsh way to look at it, but I really do think that's the truth. And that means you have to be diligent. And so your kid has a meltdown. Kids will have a meltdown, but they absolutely, in order to thrive, need secure boundaries. And when you let them just go off and do whatever it is that they want to do, they, they're really begging for boundaries in a way too. They need them and they need us to keep them safe and they may push up against us. That's okay. We are there to hold the line. We have to hold a boundary to keep them safe because they don't have fully grown brains. Like you said, they don't have the ability to understand what's really going on with them. And so there are some things to look for, like a change in behavior, uh, a change even in hygiene, a lack of interest in life or a lack of interest in the things that they used to love, right? That's when you know something is off, but you want to you want to go the way that you started. And I believe we need social media contracts. We need to wait as long as humanly possible to give a child a device. Even, you know, so many kids, even babies are in their stroller with a phone. There's other things they can play with. Like, I know it's easy, but let's not give them screens until you are ready to, you are ready to add this to your list of parenting duties, because this is absolutely something you have to do. And also when you have a strong list or a strong, strong guidelines that you understand and will respect and your child understands and respects, you have a mutual agreement, then you do have to police less, right? Although you need to stay diligent and you need to be aware, right? So I think we just need to slow the train. Like just because everybody else has a device doesn't mean your kid gets one and it's okay if they hate you for it. It's okay right now. It's okay that you can hate me. I get it. I can take it. I can take it. And that's the position we need to take. Like, yep, you're right. It doesn't feel fair. And this is what our home is like. I completely agree with everything you just said. Something's happened in our culture where as parents, I feel like we've just been overloaded and we've like numbed out a lot. And the pandemic certainly didn't help our parental layers of stress. 
And the device world and tech just had to force its way in our lives even more because of certain breaks because of the pandemic. And then that's some of the, the cases that have made it here in the US for those reporting agencies on online exploitation that just blown out and blown the doors open to the cases and, and that have risen up about child exploitation through online. And yeah. I, I agree with you. So um, it's time for us to kind of take back that, that parenting privilege that we, we have from day one. So I love everything that you're saying because that's exactly what we're trying to do with the kids to movement. We're, we're empowering parents, you know, to elevate child protection. You're in charge. Right. Your kid's going to be pushing back. That is not a new concept. Kids are always going to try to get something that they, they don't want. We, um, in our little family, we instilled uh, no screen Sundays mm. to start bringing some limits to life, uh, to, to use and weekend life and doing other activities. It was not a popular concept. It was not a popular thing. Uh, But then we went, you know, we go to the library on Sundays. We find other ways to fill the day to, again, bring balance to our child's life, Robin. You know, there are other things to do. Get on your scooter and lay out the list. Sometimes they might not think on their own because their default is they want to game with their friends because that's their connection. So make the effort to schedule a play date you know, may take that extra step to bring some kind of variety to, to the child's life. And keep in mind, Robin, and I want to get your take on this, is it's not always the kids demanding it. Let's be honest. Some parents who are juggling multiple jobs or on their own Zoom meetings, they hand out that iPad because that's the babysitter that night. So they can like, so parents can zone out and do whatever they need to do. So it's, it takes two to tango. <laughs> you know what? It what, does. Do you, what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, as I said, all of that about, you know, boundaries, parameters, blah, blah, blah. I do understand the pandemic has been so hard on us. I am not innocent in this myself. It's like, yeah, just go, go play your thing. Cause I'm exhausted and I got, we can't go out anywhere, you know? So I do understand. And I want to give empathy to parents because this has been really, really hard. And now is the time for us to say, okay, no more. And, and this is the one thing I want to say too, is that it's not too late. If you have gone down that path where it's been iPad central gaming central, they're on devices all the time. You can take control back and say, have a family meeting and say, look, you guys, here's a value that our family has, which is togetherness and being, you know, having fun together. And because of that, we really want to have screen-free Sundays. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to all write down something that we can do outside. We're going to put it in a jar. And then every Sunday, we're going to pick somebody's idea out and we're going to do that that day or whatever. Like, let's have some fun with it. We can have a weekend bucket list. Like we're going to do laser tag. Then we're going to go do uh, go-karts or, you know, like whatever it is. I know as your kids get older, I've got teenagers now, you know, we want to kind of amp up the fun factor and, you know, it's not just going to the park because they're not interested, but, you know, let's do something Mm -hmm. That's like super fun and different that we don't get to normally do, right? So um, we we need to teach them that there's more to life than just these four walls and what you're looking at in this tiny little screen. So I'm completely with you. I think it is so healthy to do that. And I also know that as parents, it's hard for us to disconnect too, because we are 
pioneers, really, right? We we are the the ones that you know we're we're just as captivated by it as other people are. You know, I know my, some of my colleagues love TikTok, and they're on TikTok. You know, um, I I personally am not. I don't know I have a little FOMO about it, but I, you know, I'm not right. Like you, it's okay to just be right. It's okay to look at the sky. And see how beautiful the sky is. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, I completely agree with you. And I love that you do that. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you about the earn it act bill. So what is that about and how is that going to help? Great. So here in the U S um, this, there's this bill that's was introduced at first in 2020, I believe. And it's been reintroduced earlier in the year. And uh, throughout the pandemic, um, some this bill had stalled out because of change in, in administration. Uh, but basically it is going to um, design really to hold social media platforms more accountable and uh, for give the opportunity to remove uh, certain clauses of it that give platforms immunity, which means um, basically up and now it's still the way it is now with these social media platforms. So social media has been able to kind of avoid some litigation. Let's say you have a child uh, who got coerced into um, posing nude for photos and it goes from Snapchat to then it gets screenshotted and then it gets on Twitter and then it gets retweeted a gazillion times. You finally as a parent catch when that this is happening you go to Twitter, you do all the proper channels to have this removed. You say, that is my child. I'm identifying that's my child. Please remove these photos. This is re-traumatizing my child. Um, Twitter has been, and some of these platforms say like, well, we don't technically own the content. We're just kind of like the, the hub. But yeah. they are, what's different about it and why that doesn't quite jive is that they, were monet they monetize the content. Right. So you have all these people, free enterprise system, uploading all sorts of stuff and the more eyeballs benefits them with the ads because they make money from advertising. The more eyeballs, if a piece of content is performing really well, they'll find all the ways in the world to keep, keep it going. They have right. no incentive to take it down. You mm -hmm. see, Robin? Mm -hmm. So that is what's going to be addressed through the Earn It Act is, I love okay, it. social media, you know, this is no longer, we're shutting it down. And they've got some other important pieces, but this one is really for survivors. It's really to put some more parameters in place that are much needed uh, for social media platforms and other big tech platforms. And it's still underway here in the US, um, but we are working alongside other organizations that really support it and trying to rally other lawmakers to get behind it. So that's kind of one of the things that we work on I love um, it. to try to drive change. Well, and what's great about it is it has global impact because most of these companies are from the U.S. And so you're going to help everybody by um, by doing that. And look, I do know, like you said, depending on the maturity of the company and what sort of, you know, where they are, how old they are. You know, I know YouTube has definitely put some things in place. I know when I post a video, I have to say, is this adult content? Is this child, you know, whatever content? Mm -hmm. um, Instagram, I did have their head of um, safety um, on the 
the podcast as well. Uh, and she talked about, you know, what they're doing to try to make things better for younger users in order for them to, you know, not be bullied online. So I, you know, I, I do want to say there are changes being made and I don't want to completely say Agreed. that they're, you know, uh, completely blind to it. I think they want to. And plus the people that work for these companies are parents too. So you really want to make a note of that. Like I would feel pretty, it would not fit my values to work for a company that could hurt my my child or my child's friends or my, you know, my nieces and nephews or, you know, that sort of thing too. So, um, so I am hopeful, really hopeful, but I also know that there's new platforms every day. Uh, one, another one of my clients told me about this uh, site and maybe I won't say that, well, I guess I'll say the site, it's called Wattpad and it's a collection of stories that people write and submit, but you can search and this client's child searched smut. And so I went on there and did the same thing. And the stories are very graphically sexual. There's not an open chat, but I mean, there's still this sort of way to kind of get to this. Yeah. Like I'm doing a little wormy thing with my hand. That's true. Like there's still like a back door, if you will, to get to this stuff. And we are biologically programmed to like it, right? Especially as we get older into our teenage years. And, you know, so it can lead to more things and we go after more things. And, you know, anyway, it does create a lot of problems, right? They do create a lot of problems. Um, yeah. these, these inappropriate themes, that live out there that kids can have access to just even by typing a wrong word or a combination of words on a YouTube search or a mm-hmm. Google search uh, is definitely, you know, risky and dangerous for our children. That's just not appropriate for them to get exposure to. Totally. And it's something that I think is also forcing parents. And I would love to, to get your thoughts on this Robin, that, at least I'll speak for myself as a mother, it's um, bringing forth topics to talk about with my child. Like she'll bring them to me. I'm not, I don't have a laundry list of, I'm going to wait to talk about this when she's this age or (laughs) now's not the right time. Let me tell you the minute it comes to me, my policy as a parent is I'm going to bust this misinformation. Mm -hmm. Most of these kids that are bringing it forward at school don't really know what it means. Some use it as their power from a bullying perspective over other kids for being, having access to it or knowing about it. So we address topics as they come because that's when they come and they can range in grades, depending where you live. Some, if you're more urban, you know, environment versus others, some of these things come up sooner for kids. Uh, But as a parent, instead of looking the other way or being uncomfortable, I always like to say, like, really lean into the topic that's 100%. coming to you from your kids. And it's better that they hear from you oh. than anybody else. And that's one of the empowerment pieces I want to leave with your audience is that we are in charge. We own the conversation. If our parents didn't do this when we were growing up, it is what it is. It's a new generation of, of parent folks like us having that courage and owning it to set our kids up for success and being more safe now more than ever, because we didn't have all this technology, all this access that young. Yeah. So anyway, I would love to get your thoughts. 
well, gone are the days of just uh, talking about the birds and the bees, right? Like gone are those days. And uh, I think you're absolutely right. In fact, I think that um, communication is everything. We need to be communicating clearly with our kids. And I have told my kids from day one, I stole this line from Dr. Phil, that every day somebody wakes up with the intention to hurt a child, to hurt someone. Mm -hmm. And so those people are online looking for the vulnerable kids that don't have a secure home life or whatever their circumstance is, they are looking for kids. And it doesn't even mean that they're, they come from a vulnerable home. I, I should, I shouldn't even say that because it could be anybody. And, um, it is, it is our duty to our children to be the source of the truth and the right information. We can't hide from it, but we need to be the source of information. And we need to, when they come to us, listen to them, listen to understand what they're asking and what they're saying, ask them open-ended questions and give them the information we know to be true. If you don't know, then you go and you look it up together, but it's absolutely vital, not just in this topic, but when we are talking about COVID, we want to be the ones with the information. When we talk about, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, when we talk about the war in Ukraine right now, we want to be the ones to know the information so that we can, they don't have to find out from the bully at school, from, you know, the kid down the street, from whatever. They don't see it first and then know what that is. So I love talking about it as it comes up. And I think we can also say, listen, you may see this. And that's why uh, you may see this. And if you see this, you need to come and tell me right away. Right. Which is what uh, Kristen, Jessen and I talked about in Good Pictures, Bad Pictures is porn refusal, because that in and of itself. And I'll, I'll, I'll put the link to porn refusal in here. We're, we're I'm going to be talking to Kristen again, um, because, again, that is such a vital topic because really pornography can create predators, too. So whole different topic, but um, yes. So be the figure of stability and information for your kids and welcome conversations. And when they come to you, that is your signal to put all of your other stuff down and really focus on your child. Even if the timing isn't great, you can always say, Hey, you know what? Can we come back to this in five minutes, but give them your attention, let them know in your own um, and the way you listen to them, listen to understand, not to judge, not to respond, not to criticize and settle into the conversation, even if your anxiety is going wild. <laughs> I know I've been there, you know, but you've really got to listen, really listen, and then be, be the, the, that figure of, of really good information. So with that said, can I ask you next, we really want to give solutions to parents and we have a really amazing toolbox item that I want to, that I want to highlight uh, so I'm going to talk about that really quickly, but then I want you to give me, if you can, uh, give me some solutions for parents because I know that's what they're listening for. So first and foremost, you are providing us with kids to social media watch list for parents. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's in the parent toolbox for anybody. It's, it's, it's a free site for you to join. It is a membership, which is great because then you get, you know, reminders of what's in the toolbox and stuff like that. And so that is at www.parent-toolbox.com link is in the show notes. It's everywhere. I share it everywhere. You want to join totally free to do that. And you can access like over a hundred tools plus a new one every week from my wonderful guests. So tell me what are some things that we can do as parents, as we get ready to sort of sign off here. Great. So absolutely. Thank you for incorporating 
the kids to watch out list for parents, which goes beyond social media platforms. It's very thorough, but concise at the same time, because all of the material that we provide um, goes into very succinctly defining what the platform is, whether it's Minecraft, Roblox, some of the new ones you might have never heard of. And we pretty much specifically call it how predators use it. Because let's be very clear, the dangers come from the predatory behavior that is drawn to our children and that put them in danger. The kids having fun with it, though we're not worried about the fun. We're worried about um, those that wake up every morning trying seeking out the vulnerable kids. So they do that through every single platform that we outline. So I can't wait to share that with your audience. Um, I would say another solution that we offer through Parents Against Child Sex Abuse, it is a curriculum Um, But it is available for folks if they go um, sign up or have a parent group want to find us in this way is um, we have a we have a a packs of pointers resource guide. And in here it goes into different scenarios where they're close and predators, but we do have a section about online um, and technology use that really breaks down some packs of pointers. And this just gives you a little peek inside um, that is also a very practical, succinct opportunity. So we have our resource guide and you can plus up with, um, you know, a Zoom presentation or an in-person presentation, um, you know, to leverage, uh, to get to know more what to do. But I feel like just building on a lot of the the things that you've talked about, Robin, with really, really terrific solutions. Gosh, I know that we've covered a lot in the way that we've talked. So I'm trying to look through my list to make sure um, if there's anything else that I would recommend in terms of, um, one key takeaway about all of this with our kids is uh, the one that we've been really touting a lot is the low hanging fruit that you can do right now is close out access to the chat feature. Okay. Okay. And a close and a close one, like let's say that's one. And then there's one a would be ensuring that the people that your child is interacting with on these platforms is only with people they know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. none they some kids find the thrill of playing these big com- complex games with all these randoms. But then guess what starts stressing out the kids and bringing some anxiety is you're stupid. Like you don't know what you're doing like these threats. Just yeah. bad, what I like to say to my kid bad energy. This right. bad energy is creating stress to our children. And then it can turn into manipulation or questions, or they make them feel bad first. And then they're like, where are you from? What's your address? Yeah. So that's number one. And then one B would be protect your child's identity. Use their names. Don't use their real names. Exactly. (laughs) Have a combination, you know, have a lot, you know, so protect them through their identity, very easy, protecting their identity and chat, closing down that chat feature. And three would be, again, making sure that it's only people that they know that they're engaging with to start adding more of those layers of protection and giving them the space to have fun. I love it. I love that you're still talking about fun. 
And I absolutely love what you said. Close that access to the chat. Ensure that the kids who they're talking to, they actually know and not like, oh no, I got to know this person who's in Croatia. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or, no, that is not a thing. That is not a thing. You do not know that child. You do not know that person. <laughs> yeah. um, and, but I want to say, you just talked about that booklet that, um, that you showed, if you're watching this on YouTube, speaking of uh, YouTube, oh. um, the Paxa Pointers Resource Guide. Can I just say, it's $20 and this is how you fundraise. This is how you keep going. Yes, please parents you. buy it. Please, please, please. And I mean, this will only help you. In fact, I'm going to buy a copy of it today because I don't want you to give it to me. I want to buy it. And uh, because <laughs> I think you. it's important to keep funding, keep supporting groups like thank yours, you. but you also have free things on your site, like packs of pointers for babysitters, for play dates. These are videos to watch. Sleepovers, tax pointers for schools, devices and online safety. So you don't have to spend a dime, but come on, let's support your Thank group. You, let's support your work. Um, it just, I am beyond grateful for people like you because I don't have it in me. I have, I, I have too much other things to do. Um, you know, for me, it's all about parents and taking care of them. And this is just one of the areas that I know that we all struggle with. And so thank God there are people like you. Oh my goodness. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> Robin, much. ditto, ditto. Oh, well. <laughs> we, all, well, that's... So we, all, we all have a role to play and all yeah. the wonderful guests that you have lined up and the great work you put behind this podcast production. We all have a role to play in protecting our children and we have to encourage each other. We have to keep Robin going. <laughs> we have to keep packing kids too going. We also want to put a little plug with a predator profile section that really breaks down. Why do they abuse? Who are they? What are the red flags? All these folks trying to be nice guys, creepy ways to get access to the kids and us to confuse us and then exploit our children. It's on our online website. So thank you so much for you too, because we all have a role to play and there's room for all of us. Thank you so much for all the kind words. It's been a pleasure being on your show. Oh, well, thank you for being here. And I'm just going to say it again, paxa.online. I'm looking at the predator profile videos right now. I can see it on my other screen. And this is so good. Like just spend a little bit of time, you know, this investment of time. I know it's so easy to say, I don't have time, I but I'll tell you what, you're going to spend the time later. If you don't do it now, I always say you put your energy in on the front end of a situation, get educated. No, because whether you like it or not, you're going to spend it on the back end when you're in trouble or your child is in trouble. So put the energy in now do some research, get to know what's going on. And look, you are getting the social media watch list for parents in the parent toolbox for free. Again, thank you. And that book, the PAXA parent curriculum book that you just talked about is $20. So I'm going to, I'm going to end it here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And, um, and I really hope for the listeners, I really hope that you got something out of this. And this is all just about keeping it top of mind and helping you keep your kiddos safe because that's what's the most important thing. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. 
For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.